0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, we bring you a special edition to the podcast, Crew Bar Chat. These are off-topic ramblings after the shows and will most likely be all over the place, as well as things that were triggered after the interviews. Hope you enjoy.
1: So tonight, for the first time ever, I tried to cook catfish, tried to uh, fry some catfish, and while it turned out okay... I've I've got some more seasoning to do, so I don't know if you guys have any ideas
0: on seasoning catfish. Uh, did you buy the cat? There's a there's like Zatarans or something, but there's a catfish bake that you oh, roll it in there and deep fry, it, and it's fantastic. It's seasoned. salt and pepper,
2: baby, salt and pepper.
1: I used lemon, salt, pepper. I use some cayenne pepper, you know, in the flour. But I think we had too much flour compared to everything else, so I just I didn't get that much flavor in it.
0: Besides well, if, just if you do more, it more yourself, you want to I think you want to do an egg wash, like just get one well, egg we did and, and yeah we did that a tiny bit of milk and then dip it in the milk and then roll it in your flour with salt pepper and garlic or kind cornmeal of cornmeal. cornmeal, cornmeal yeah uh,
1: I did I used flour, you know, rolled it in the egg, and then did the flour, and I, anybody who knows me knows I am not a cook, my version of cooking is putting something in the microwave or a pizza in the oven. That's about it. But now that we've been doing one of those home meal services and so Jeff has said, "Hey, help heard me those out." They are pretty good. They are good. I I like it. Um and it's gotten me to start doing like little things and it's just really prep so it's not, they're pretty easy to do. So, I mean, if I can make one, anyone can make one. Um they're not I mean, they're not cheap. So, it is a little pricey if you were you know, if you were doing more than three, we do three meals a week, but it's gotten me into cooking or prepping, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, a, you know, something that I've never, ever done in my life. So I just thought I keep, when I'm at the grocery store, I love catfish. I just absolutely love catfish. And if, of all fish, it's partly one of the ones that's more environmentally sound because catfish grow very quickly. So, um, and they reproduce quickly. So you're not, you know we're not going to, we're not a catfish anytime soon. So I figured I love fish. So why not eat
0: catfish? And I love catfish. Did you guys see my post about um, salmon, my, my salmon, the red salmon? Oh that yeah, I did? I did
1: see that. I did see oh, that. Oh
0: my God. I'm telling I you. Gotta I got to try that. It is. Uh, I've never done a Graflax before it's called mm-hmm. Graflax and it's a, like a Norwegian type of thing uh-huh. where you marinate it for like two days, but it is literally – it's one beet, a spoonful of horseradish, a, uh, half a handful of kosher salt, uh, some muscato um, wine and because uh, it's sweet, and then uh, just a couple of squirts of mustard. And you press the salmon in there for 24 hours, and then the next day you turn it over and leave it for 24 hours. Okay. You it just talked about a 48-hour awesome. process to cook a fish. There is no, no way
1: could. in hell you're, you're talking about or oh, prep. You're talking about somebody who uses a microwave. Like the idea of prepping something over two days, not going to happen with me. Just right. Well, yeah, you if, don't you, cook if you, it. If you, you buy don't it, cook it
2: though, no. it takes 15 minutes,
0: it takes 15 minutes.
2: You got yeah. two days of prep. No.
0: Well, on this, on the gravlax that I did it, Yeah. It's a 48 hour thing, but the whole idea is, You buy it, you do all the stuff, you let it sit there, and you you already have your meal plans for the next few days and stuff. But it's like it'll be ready by Friday. Dude, I'm telling you, it's the most ridiculously awesome salmon I've ever had in my entire life. I'm not giving myself props. I thought it was going to turn out horrible, but I was (laughs) like, holy crap. I could pick the salmon up and just eat. Oh, my God, it was so good.
1: I it's, will take a look at your post and then I might try it once, but we'll see because that prep time just doesn't sound. Oh no! It's it's so me. easy.
2: I do it all the time. It's it's the easiest thing to do. I don't you know get if your you salmon. You rinse them. it off. You put some salt. You put some sugar. Vodka. We use vodka in our house. And, uh, <laughs> or, and no aquavit. Rather... Uh, aquavit. I think you would no, have to put you, aquavit on. No, there. I've drank all the aquavit. We can't use that. <laughs> uh, you drank it all. <laughs> No. <laughs> wrap it up in cellophane. You put it. You you have to have a cook rock. We have a cook rock. You wrap it up in cellophane. Put it in a, a pan and put a rock on it. Leave it in the refrigerator for
1: a day or two, and you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. I have no That's idea it. what a cook rock is. That makes no sense to. I, well, if you I have one, you can use you it, what you know, what
2: I'm going to mention my Instagram okay. tonight because my Instagram is paved with gold. Uh huh. And, and it goes underappreciated. So I'm going to mention Mike.
0: Uh, okay. I, I'm going to, I, I didn't know you had one. I'm going to have to follow it. Now, see, now. Nobody follows me. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know if you can see over my shoulder, but in this, in our, my office, it's all CDs. Like this oh, yeah. is all like shelves and shelves of CDs that I never play. And we have them all here and maybe sometime in the future, we'll get them all digitized uh, and we'll get them all on, on
0: our phone and, and, and have it as a, Now, if you digitized all of those, would you still lose the CDs? Because I would have a hard time getting rid of the physical CD.
1: Well, that's why we haven't done it. Most of those are Jeff. So my husband, Jeff, is a a huge music fan. So he used to buy CDs all, all the time. But now they've ended up in my office and we just don't know what to do with them. Like he doesn't want to throw them out. And I thought... Cause I was thinking, well, you know, have somebody digitize all of them that way we don't have to do it. Cause it's going to take forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's like, I don't think he wanted to get rid of the CDs.
0: Uh, I did get a haircut. Yes. I did yeah. notice that. It looks I good. Was, all right. I was pretty excited. It'll, it'll look more like a helmet now. <laughs> <laughs> Brad wasn't the first one. It's like, that looks like a wig or your (laughs) wig looks good. I was like, fuck. (laughs) Well, the other ones were like, you know, getting, you know, political sideways with people on, on media, you know, deals about whatever, you know, for, against, you you know, the political stuff. And they were like, yeah, well, why don't you, you know, take your, take your do off and go stick it on a wall. I was like, Oh, really? I guess that one, like, no, dude, it's real. Now, in your transition from straight to gay, Mm -hmm. were you ever on a ship with the last chick that you got laid with and a guy?
1: Um... Not for very long. That was on The Majesty. And she she signed off not that long after that. And that was the last person. But yeah, I mean, I'm, on The Majesty, I'm sure it would, didn't take long for me to hook up with somebody on The Majesty. The thing is, I didn't have my own cabin when I was first on The Majesty. So I think my first contract, it was only just... Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't remember. Obviously, The Last Woman was memorable to me <laughs> because it was... <laughs> the last time and it you know so i remembered and it you know it was i mean it was fun but it was just a, just a bizarre circumstance
0: do you think uh, or did you ever talk to the chick um afterwards like after you had uh t- turned uh, or came out gay or whatever and and had the, you know the conversation like was I so bad that you didn't want to be with a girl ever again? <laughs> no,
1: it wasn't even. That's funny, but I'm sure some people have had those conversations. But it yeah. was just like a one night fling, like type of thing. I didn't really know her very well, and because, uh... you know, so it was pretty much over. Like I mean, it was a a fling, like not even a fling.
0: It was a one night stand. So yeah. Well, that was cool. That was exciting. I thought that was exciting, though, to have from four ports four parts around the world i i thought that was uh that was pretty exciting and hopefully by the time you know we get their story up and share it um that you know he he will love it and his friends will start to filter in and and hers uh as well it's a good story yeah, yeah. exciting that was pretty good i thought Maybe we'll was, get some I more fire really stories
1: good. yeah fire. oh i got plenty of fire stories And you know, i i you know again I was holding back, so maybe I'll tell it now and we can put it on our postpart. But again, another time on Song of America, we were, I had only been on board for maybe about a month and a half, maybe two months, and we were going into dry dock into Baltimore. So we got all, our, uh, all the passengers off on Miami and we started setting, uh, we set sail for Baltimore. And the first sea day that morning, uh, somebody was welding, there was a, um, a locker uh, it was mostly paper and other stuff, but it was a locker down my, the hallway where I lived on, which was right on the I-95 deck, just at that lower deck. And somebody was welding. They put down their equipment and walked away. Well, I guess some sparks in some part was still hot and that, that locker was full of paper. It all went up in flames, it just all caught fire. So then uh, people are like, what the hell's going on? I'm like brand new, somebody knocks on my, and I could, there was smoke in my hallway. They're like, get out, get out, you know, there, there's smoke. So we got my life jacket, got out. So they somebody came and brought a hose and turned it on. And now the ship is, you know, as soon as you leave Miami port, they start taking it apart. They start taking things all apart everywhere. So they open the the main like the larger hose, you know the the fire hose, nothing, no water comes out. you know they must have done something somewhere to to stop the water and then the next thing you know, so that people start bringing you know they get call the fire teams and people start bringing um uh the fire extinguishers just to start putting them it out. you know they were able to get it out, but it was really smoky in in our hallway. Well, little did we know what we found out. Just a little short while after, is that somebody had opened the other, on the other end some, some plumbing that they were doing in the dining room. Well, no, it wasn't dining, it was in the casino above the dining room. This is Song of America. And so the casino just floods with about six inches of, at least six inches, <laughs> six inches to a foot of water into oh, no. the casino. So, you know, oh, all no. of a sudden they're trying to get all that water out water starts pouring down into the dining room. It looked like a waterfall of water <laughs> pouring into the dining room. And so it was just a, a huge mess everywhere. Even though the fire wasn't that big, it created a huge mess. So I was walking over to dinner and back then the, the passenger staterooms didn't have TVs in them.
2: What was there? passengers on board? Or was this no, during dry dock?
1: This is dry dock. This is this sailing is during- to dry dock. Oh, sailing to dry dock. Yeah. Sailing okay. to dry dock. Okay. And so, uh, when I first joined, the the passenger rooms did not have TVs. So they during that dry dock they were installing TVs. So guess what they were doing? All the staterooms, they were had all the cables and the electrical stuff that were they were starting to put in all those cabins. So as I'm walking to the officers' mess, all of a sudden I'm like. I start to smell something that's burning and I kind of see a little bit of smoke and I look to my right, water that had seeped down was seeping into those cabins and all those electrical wires that were still kind of Uh, loose uh, were starting zip. So all these fires started in were starting in all these cabins. They had to go into all the cabins on, on the sides there, anywhere near where there was water to ensure that there were no fires and
0: make sure they put out and dried everything out.
1: I mean, it was an absolute nightmare. We nightmare. had,
0: uh, we had a, a, you know, I was telling you about the videos that I found and stuff there. there I, I think there is a dry dock video of the Song of America and when they were ripping, a re- ripping apart the lounge, I don't know how I came upon that tape because I wasn't on dry dock in Song of America. I think we did a wet dock, but we didn't do a dry dock. But the dry dock that we went uh, on the Monarch to the um, Bethlehem Steel Yards was at Baltimore. That's that's, w- that's, uh, it was called
1: Sparrow Point or sp- uh, Sparrow. Yeah.
0: D- and there was a... Someone had left a welding thing, or or didn't it didn't cool down enough, right. or whatever, and and it did catch fire, and there was a fire. But I think that was why uh, why we went to. Um, do you remember Jeff White and um, CJ? It went. Some somebody knew this Italian famous restaurant, and we all went out to eat at this. But that all happened while we were at the restaurant.
1: Oh, really? Well, that was convenient. Did, did you do you remember when the? I think it was the Sovereign. I think it was in San Juan that the theater, the drapes in the theater, went up in flames, and the ship was still docked, and they had to get everybody off the ship. Luckily, it was still shopped but the the theater caught on fire on the Sovereign.
0: I didn't. I, I was. I only. Do you did. remember
1: that, Brad? No. That happened right around when we started, or maybe just before i remember hearing about that one
0: i only did like two weeks on the sovereign and it was some country and western cruise yeah. trace atkins and katie yeah, the, West, the
1: one the the fire on song of america was pretty bad was what we thought was pretty bad uh, because i mean i remember talking to the security officer and they were fighting the fire through the funnel stack and it was so hot the funnel stack was so hot that the paint on the side of the ship was melting off the the funnels who was the
0: who was the security officer that was short curly red hair and i think his name was john but he was a uh, he was either scullion. oh that's right john scullion uh, uh, short and pale and uh, he was either scottish or irish like well, short, pale, and and from you know Ireland or Scotland.
1: <laughs> that describes a lot the, of people. Half the country? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no,
2: there was a there was a, a security officer named John. He was short. He had kind of curly hair. His name was John Scully, and I don't know if it's the same one.
1: It, it might. I'm sure. I'm sure it is him. Probably. I mean, there weren't
0: that many ships in the fleet back then. You know, it was only like six or seven ships. Uh, I'm sure it was pr- probably him. He just seemed to show up. I, whatever ship I was on. At whatever party that we tried to throw or something, he was always the one who just, you know, the door popped open. And he was like, shut it down. Like, he would yell at you and just, you know, everybody out. I mean, he was cool, but he was like, that's it. Party's over. Out. That's okay. him. That's him. Yeah. He, he, okay. was,
2: he, was, he was an all right guy. He wasn't unreasonable, but he was strict. Yeah. He followed the rules. These are the rules, and we're going to follow them. Yeah. And, there was otherwise, a- he was a good guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of the security officers I thought were pretty cool. Did you ever work with Terry? I can't remember his last name. He was a really cool security officer. He was very friendly and pretty cool. There was one security officer on the Majesty. Oh yeah, that, yeah, maybe I did. Terry, yeah, Terry, Terry, older guy. Yeah, I mean, at the time he seemed a lot older. He was probably right, yeah. forty.
0: But yeah. see, the older <laughs> English guy. He wasn't was old. Like, well, I mean, back then he was forty. He, yeah, well, I mean, that's what he I'm was saying.
2: Retired from the military, so we had right. To be in his 40s
1: yeah yeah okay yeah that's i'm pretty sure the same one there was another security officer again english i don't remember what his name was that he worked on the majesty and i remember once he we were partying it up and he was didn't get off duty till late and he wanted to keep partying with us and you know they they went into the he called the bridge And asked them to fill the pool, like maybe about a foot or two, they took a cooler and there was at least one assistant purser and the security officer in the passenger pool drinking beer. (laughs) Uh, It was just crazy. I was like, I'm not doing that. I was like, I'm going to get he's like no you're with me
0: you're if there's one to be have on your side it'd be the, the him yeah i still did i still was like oh no that's
1: that's too much for me i don't need to be you know at two in the morning out on a passenger area like in a pool drunk drinking beer like no we Funny did that enough. as
0: a dare it was it literally lasted less than five minutes because we knew at some point some guard somewhere, somebody was going to catch us, but we uh, we went skinny dipping in the passenger pool with some passengers while the nets were on three, four o'clock in the morning or something like that. And we're like, all right, all right. You know, the whole time we're like trying to focus on, you know, the hotness of, you know, whatever passenger you were hooking up with. But it was like this the whole time. Okay. All right. Oh, this is so fun. Well, okay. Let's out. We're out. Oh, you realize that we lost Brad. Oh, he said, oh, my power flicked off.
1: Uh, okay. Well, I guess we're I guess we're done. I, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, you could just hang up. That's that's best fine. So yeah, you could
1: have said goodbye, Brad.
0: You didn't maybe, have to like maybe hang up he, on us. Maybe he, he, he something was going on. Oh, there so actually up where he is, there's it looks like there's some thunderstorms and stuff going on.
1: Oh, okay. So it wasn't like his laptop died. It was actually the power went out. Yeah. 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 Well wow.
0: cool. Well, well, yeah. there we, go. we also had a
1: fire on, we had one more fire. I wasn't on board, but I, I, I went to help out after the, the star princess. And I don't know if you remember this one, but this was a really big fire outside of Jamaica. And I don't know if they ever figured out how it started or how this happened. A fire started on the, on the balcony. And they, it ran across all the, all the different balconies, the balconies on that side of the ship, just pretty much, well, let's wait for Brad. Hey, Brad's back. You're back, Brad. Can you hear me? There we go. go. So I was just talking about a fire, a fire story we had on the Star Princess. I wasn't on board, but I joined just shortly after. But the weirdest thing happened that they um, a fire started out on a balcony. Don't have any idea how, but it spread to that whole side of the ship. And because nothing ever, nobody ever thought that you had, we were going to have a fire out on a balcony, there were no sprinklers out on the balconies. Uh, they're all interior, so why they couldn't, you? right, why would you? So they couldn't put out the fire, not easily. The fire burnt the whole side of the ship. The balconies melted and fell off the, the the side of the ship. The fire went all the way up. The bad thing is because it's a balcony, they went all the way to the top of the ship. They were like really close to abandoning ship because once it got to the top, you know it would spread there's no fire zones up there and there's We've no got the fire wooden zones deck outside and the rails yeah. and
0: the astroturf and
1: luckily they were able to put it out you know they got all the all the passengers off there in Jamaica they were able to sail the ship to Freeport and i met up with the ship in Freeport and then i came on the ship and helped get all the crew off the ship sign them all off and you know i arranged i worked with the the department uh, the travel department to book all the flights and get all the hotels sorted. And so I was like the person on site that was kind of organizing all these crew that were getting off the ship. And I had to sleep on the ship that first night and I barely slept because I was so ill. The smell of smoke was so strong on, on the ship that I just got an ins- I got a headache the whole night. I could not sleep. It was just horrible, horrible, horrible. But if you look up pictures, I think it was about 2003 or four, you look pictures of star princess you'll be blown away you'll be like holy cow how did that thing even sail after that it was Uh, was, and that's the
0: craziest thing to have anything like a fire happen on a cruise ship has got to be obviously the worst thing that you could ever imagine because you're in a microwave like it's all metal and you know there's wood and material and stuff like that that is just going to add the poisonous flames and stuff um you know they were telling us backstage um About, you know, uh, we were asking, well, what are these tanks? Do they need to be there? And they're like, yeah, that's tanks for the halon system. And, you know, if there's a fire anywhere near here, don't worry about putting it out. Get out of the area because once those things go off, they will suck all the oxygen out of everything and put the fire out, including your lungs. So you've got about 30 seconds before you're dead.
1: So, and that was the issue with the popcorn popper that it, the, the the alarm went off in the computer room, which had the same system, had the same Halon system in the computer room. And luckily, obviously that it didn't, you know, they <laughs> turned it off when they realized that, you know, it wasn't a real fire, it was a popcorn popper. But, but to go back to the fire thing real quick, I, you know, after seeing how hard those guys work they they are trained really, really well in how to put out these fires and what these guys do on board to. You know, to really save lives, it's it's amazing. Because I'll tell you on the Star Princess, if that team didn't react the way they did, you know, it could have been a really serious incident that that happened. And luckily, uh, you know, I mean, one, I think there's one person that passed away who had a heart attack, but that's kind of hard to blame it, you know, on all on the fire. But you know, the poor guy, you know, still still, you know, awful. But it would have been a lot worse if those those people weren't weren't uh, trained really really well. And I honestly, I felt. I always felt safe on board when I worked on board and even working for princess Two, I felt that the people were trained pretty well to be able to handle emergencies.
0: Well, you know, the, and the, and the training that we all, I mean, everybody hates the two boat drills a week and, and the crew boat drill and the passenger and, and, you know, everybody jokes and everything, you know, the amount of times, and it's kind of like a military training. You do it over and over and over and over and every, every single week of all of your contract, no ifs, ands, or buts, because you know. Obviously, if something like that happens, you know instantly where you are on the yeah. ship, and you know how to get back and up and to your muster stations, and do, yeah. you know do your do your business.
2: Yeah, everybody kind of talks shit about the boat drills and that kind of stuff, but a lot of times, you you know, being being a purser, we had responsibilities to go around, or at least I did a lot yeah. to you know, check and make sure check. people were at their muster station, check yeah. and see if this was like, I kind of got onto people. I'm like, Hey, get at your post, take this seriously for, for 10 minutes or whatever it takes, you know, because if, if something does happen, you need to know what to do.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and I kind of, I, I kind of got after people a little bit. I, I wasn't always like, Oh, boat drill. Right. Well, I mean, I was kind of like, Oh God. But still when we did it, I was like, Hey, we're, we're doing this. Let's, let's do it right.
1: Yeah. On the Sun Viking, when I was crew purser, um, I had to, you had to go make sure that people were standing at their stations and you, and the route that you had to take wasn't easy. You had to get up and down and really quick to make sure you could mark everybody off because they closed the fire doors. And if you got off to a late start, the fire door was closed and you had to go up and over to go check on the other person on the other side of the fire door. So you had to really like hustle to make sure you could go and check that everybody was on there. And, and at least that made those those uh, those fire drills were a little more interesting than the people who just had to stand there. That was a little more boring.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel sorry. I mean, I kind of feel sorry for them. But then again, hey, you know, all you have to do is just get your life jacket on right. Mm-hmm. Don't goof around and just yeah. stand there. It's not that yeah. hard. No. Don't be, Don't be goofing around and with your life jacket half off and half on i'm like hey passengers are looking at you yeah you put your life jacket on right and and stand stand there <laughs> you, know? you tell them brad you
0: tell them <laughs> god forbid anything really does happen like i think i said this in the in a story before that you know we we you know, of course we're on deck zero and our come to jesus thing was like we're like ah oh, shit you know we're still drunk we haven't gone to bed yet but we have Boat drill, and so we walk up there and complain and stuff. Is it John Hearn? Is that his name?
1: Yeah, yeah, John Hearn was John Security Hearn.
0: Officer. He and you know he came down after a boat drill one time, and he was like, "Look, let me put this in perspective for you. Come here." And he pulled us out, and he pulled us around, and we had the not the fire doors that close like that. We had the ones Oh no, yeah, the ones uh, that go like you can't stop easily. You don't well, want to suck in those the watertight yeah, water doors, right? Watertight yeah. doors. Yeah, we yeah. had one literally
1: out of our door around the
0: hall. And he was like, look, see this door? When this door starts moving, it will not shut until it makes a connection. So in the event of emergency, from dead sleep, you have. I don't care how dead of a sleeper you are or not. From when you hear the bell go off, you've got about 45 seconds to be on the other side of that door, or you're going to die because yeah. no one's going to open that door if we start sinking uh-huh. because that's a watertight door. And So that put it in perspective for us, especially the, you know, the fire drill that we had where they, you know, set outside of our cabin just to test us with a smoke machine. And we opened the door and it filled our cabin with, you know, fake smoke. And you couldn't see anything. And, you know, know, I mean we got it, but you know, there was a few times where some Rusta guy was running down the hall to try to open the door and he had his hands closed in it and chopped off like three of his fingers well i have a case like that at princess it was something it was an engineer too he was trying
1: to make it through the door you know there because obviously as you know if you don't make it you have to go all the way up and around and he was trying to make it before the door shut he didn't make it and his he he lost an arm he got caught like right around his shoulder like near his shoulder blade right with the yeah he Oof. lost he lost his arm
0: oh Oof. yeah Oof. he had to get airlifted off imagine the ship in that just can you
1: imagine just because, you know, again, you have to take that seriously. That is really dangerous. And I think that when we are young, maybe we don't, you know, we think we're a little more invincible. We think it's not going to happen to us, but you know, those things are important. And that's why they do that training over and over and over yeah. again, because it is important. It is dangerous. You're on a ship and you have responsibilities.
2: Hey, I want to tell this story just because I'm thinking of it now. It doesn't have to do with the fire. I don't ever remember being on a ship with a fire. I, I was in dry dock and there was a few fires and that kind of stuff, but there's no big deal. But talking about the pilot boats getting on and off, whenever you went through the Dardanelles, you always had to do a clearance in the Dardanelles. I guess probably because the Turks, you know, got attacked that way so many times. (laughs) They're like, hey, we want to know exactly what ship is coming up the Dardanelles. And so you had to go off onto a boat and do the clearance of the Dardanelles in a little pilot boat. You guys ever do that?
1: Oh, no. Well,
2: uh, yeah, and uh, I just happened to be, well, it was my job, first person several times, but then um, I would also do it because if the first person was a woman, she, whoever it was, did not like to do it because they were really handsy. Yeah. whenever they got them on and off and plus and and it was tricky you know you had to climb down the ladder you had to jump onto the boat you had a briefcase and this kind of so stuff imagine
1: doing that in a skirt and heels
2: yeah skirt and heels yeah. and so I, I i did that a lot and it's tricky it's tricky it, it's, yeah. it's a little scary climbing off off the ship on a rope down into down into a little boat even though you know dardanelles it's not gonna there wasn't you know wasn't yeah. rough seas or anything like that it was pretty calm but anyway that was
1: so I had a friend who I worked with at Princess, and she was in, she was doing a ship visit, and she stayed on, like she didn't realize how late it was, even though they called all, you know, all, all, everybody's not sailing with the ship, go away. It was like a turnaround day or something like that. Well, the ship pulled out, and she was still on board, and she had to go to, you know, she had to get off the ship. She wasn't supposed to be sailing on it. So they lowered that rope, and she climbed down the rope on, onto the, the pilot boat to get off the shit.
0: That is just I mean that is shout a shout out to Vicky Cohen. <laughs> that that is a skill. <laughs> Climbing up down the rope, jumping from it's like, a it's a little tiny ladder. boat. Yeah, yeah. Little those ladder. little
1: ladders. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's just that is uh and there's no gangway that you like lay in there and hopefully but I mean, that was just, that was just crazy. I remember watching that. And then for, you know, a couple of times, I was like, that is the coolest job ever on the planet. So every time a pilot would come up, uh, we'd run out there and we'd, you know, we'd look at him and stuff. And the guy would sit there and, you know, get the timing just like the Kate, the, the cliff divers in Acapulco, you know, they would wait until just the right moment when they knew what was going to happen and whatever wave that they were on, they were like, right, and jump and they had to jump off because by the time they were in the air everything was even and they would jump over it was the coolest thing
1: yeah that was pretty cool i I, i've been to a a couple times one of the times on sun viking was it was they had this club up on the on the mountain that you could see like it wasn't that far from the pier but it was like up a hill and it had all these glass windows and everything and it was like this huge nightclub and we had an overnight in acapulco i think we had to back on board by like I don't know, like one or two or something like that. The crew, everybody got so freaking wasted cause it was like 20 <laughs> bucks on all you could drink. And they just kept, people were just drinking. I mean, they were people being like carried, right? You know, like on somebody's shoulder carrying people back to the ship. Because everybody just got completely trashed. That that's was my memory a, that was of Acapulco.
0: I, actually, that's the last tape that I was looking at on on my eight um, uh, millimeter stuff. Is uh, on Song of America. You know, the cast. We all went to go see the the Cliff Divers, and and I thought it was exciting because only because the Love Boat. You know, when they went to Acapulco yeah. and they showed that, in the, you know, in the background and stuff, and the seeing the guys, and I'm like. <sighs> I've made it now. This is this this scene was on the love boat. Not the right ship, but you know, uh no. Acapulco. That was uh, that was a highlight. And we went up to the big um was it the Jesus uh, whoever it was at the on the corner. That's, in, it's well, that's in Brazil. No, I mean that one's in Brazil, but there's one uh, like that in Acapulco. Oh, is there? I don't remember I don't, I don't know I what it is or drunk. who it is or a saint or somebody, but there, there's one like that.
1: I've only I have only been on a ship, I've only been to Acapulco a couple times and so I didn't really spend too much time there besides going to dinner and going to get have drinks because I couldn't get off much during the day.
0: Did either of you guys go to uh, Ipanema, like the song? The no. Girl from Ipanema.
1: Girl from Ipanema.
0: Yeah. That's always been kind of a bucket list. That. I don't know where it's I don't uh, know where it's Brazil. at. It's in Brazil. It's in Rio. It's a yeah, beach it's, in, Rio.
1: Oh, it's okay. in Rio. I'm trying to get to bed early and I just can't seem to do it no matter what. Like I'd like to get up early now that it's a little cooler in the mornings. I'd like to get up so I can start running again. I haven't run in six months or something, and I need to just get back into it. My my pants are a little tight, so <laughs> I need to go. I need to get start running again. All right, well, uh, all right. that it. Yep, yeah. all good. Okay, all right.
0: okay. See y'all later. See you Bye later, guys. guys. Bye. Ciao. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio, and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel. My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or, if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!